0: to popcorn for one your fortnightly film podcast where we review some classic and not so classic films for you all to enjoy we also discuss everything that goes on in between some stand and fandom life and we just generally chat about movies because you know what that's what makes us happy cinema club 2023 is here and we are here for it just like to say thank you to anyone who's been here from the beginning before cinema club got going and before i actually started having a kind of structure to this thank you (laughs) um i actually decided just to see how it sounded because you know it's been over a year two and a half years now i'd said oh i'll just i'll just listen back to like my first couple of episodes see how that went obviously it was weird because there was no cinema club going on but oh my god i'm so bad why did i do the news news that was almost two weeks out of date at that point why did i do that why did i also think oh it was a good idea to do smaller reviews and then do one big one and then do another read going over things okay also let's not talk about what i said about the BAFTA, shall we <laughs> i know it was a different time but i was getting used to this and what i was doing and some people will still sit here and go you are still not very good at this and i completely understand that but yeah i'm so sorry that you have you at the start i had to listen to those first few episodes because they were an absolute shambles it wasn't until um last year at the start of 2022 when i actually properly got into the groove of what was going on and what i was going to give you every single fortnight but yeah, there's a much clearer plan now, even if this does seem like it's just thrown together, which sometimes it is. Sometimes I'm sitting here at 10 to 6 on the day when it's meant to be being published. because kind of like, Why is this not downloading? Why is that not recorded? Why have I got to redo this? But it's much more organised now. It's much more fun. I'd like to thank you all for listening and coming to hear me rabbit on, because you know what? It's sometimes needed, isn't it? Yeah. Without those first few episodes, we wouldn't be here now as something a little bit more normal, would we? Yeah. Sorry, that was just a little insert that I thought I should do, because, you know, I want to thank you all if you did go back and listen to those episodes. Um, If you want to go back and listen to them, you can, um, but they are not very good at all. But hey, no one's ever good at the first time they tried something. My first few film reviews, when I look at my blog, I sit around and go, that is cringe. Why did I ever think that was acceptable for a film review? And now I sit in the room and go, like, oh, I wonder why it takes me so long to write a film with you. Yeah. You grow and you learn. Definitely. Which is what this podcast has done as well. It is time for the rundown. Yes. This may either be one of the shortest rundowns ever to be recorded by me, or I'll take far too long on every single thing that I talk to you about. There will be nothing in between at all. So... Let's have a look. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9. Might be 10. Depends. Because I've had... Stuff's got on. Anyhow. We started off... Um, I'm slowly getting through Black Mirror. Helps it all quite short. Which is quite helpful. You can just round me sit and be like... It's about 10 o'clock. I'll put Black Mirror on. Probably not the best decision. My sister's like... What do you What do you mean you're rewatching old Black Mirror's at like 10 o'clock the evening? I'm like... Well... She's like... Oh, oh. So... Yeah, maybe not the best decision in the world, but still. Anyhow, um, if this was the Waldo moment where the TV um fluffy co- comedic rude bear um suddenly ends up running for parliament, and um, if you've not watched it, spoiler um, it comes second, but it's all about the comedian in the middle of it, busy going well. I'm not actually. Um a politician, all I do is make rude gestures at people and remember the TV company threatening to fire him and it all going wrong from there and realizing that at the end of the day it's better for the devil you know than the better for the devil you don't, which is a huge problem with politics in the world, which is still currently the case, unfortunately. Yeah, that was a bit depressing, definitely. Then I went to the cinema and I watched Equalizer 3. It is the weakest of the free. It's weird watching an action film, it doesn't actually include that much action in it. Denzel, you hardly ever actually see like beat anyone up. Um he does at the start, but then throughout the rest of because remember the man's getting old. Um it's cleverly filmed, so it's a stunt double, or you only see part of him doing it, so he's not throwing himself about like he used to. Um wish we wouldn't. Stop showing the rocks in a certain place. And it's like, oh, because I was just like, Dave, Dave, oh, yeah, that hurt. Justice for Dave. The villain wasn't up to scratch either. Um, You knew how it was going to end. It was like, oh, okay, And I get that it was all a community. And it also worked out the other twist um, that was going to come. So when that was revealed at the end, it was like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that was that, then um, me and the Hiddleston girls have been rewatching watching all of Loki in preparation for season 2, starting soon, so we watched all of that, we did that three nights in a row, that was a lot of fun, I really enjoyed that, and everyone loves a bit of Loki, if you don't love a bit of Loki, what are you doing? As much as I sit here and go that Loki is the least attractive version of Tom Hiddleston, he's still Loki, Loki's still a brilliant character, um also it's quite nice when Loki cosplays as Tom Hiddleston. Um Richard E. Grant for one episode he turns up in Oh my god. Um Owen Wilson, yeah. Um I love how Loki's character arc is so brilliant. And I love Sylvie and I love Alligator Loki. Alligator Loki's like, oh yeah. Just want to give him a snuggle. Although you will bite your arm off won't he? Definitely. <sighs> yeah, really looking forward to season two. That's going to be really, really good. Yeah. Then I watched Sound of Freedom. That is this fortnight's big review. We will get to that shortly. Then I was flicking through the cha- No, I was flicking through the streaming services and the watch list. And I was like, what haven't I seen? What's going on there? And I just came across while I was going through what was on Disney+. Plus, But I'd never watched Little Miss Sunshine. I have now watched Little Miss Sunshine. Um, And I sat there at the end of it and I went... That was highly acclaimed when it came out. And I remember Alan Arkin, my best supporting actor, and there was one duff performance in the entire film. And I cried and I laughed and I smiled and it was all over the place and everyone was just on point throughout the entire thing. I sat there and went, what the hell beat that for best picture? Because I'm pretty sure... But it was nominated. I'm 95% sure it was nominated. Clicked on the year. Clicked on the category. The winner of Best Picture that year was The Departed. The third greatest film of all time. Carry on, people. Carry on. But no, I was busy sitting there busy going like Little Miss Sunshine is absolutely brilliant. The whole beauty contest thing as well. Um, You know, she's not the most perfectly pretty, skinny blonde blah, whatever um a 10 year old to go and beauty pageant but it's what she's wanted to do and her family to support her and that and they're all dysfunctional and it all falls all over the place but it's absolutely a joy to watch and then what she does at the end in a beauty contest is just as bad as what all the other girls are doing but because it's not done in a really pretty like hang hey, on why are all just like no 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 uh poor donors spends 95% of the film not saying a bloody word and then swears beyond belief because something goes wrong in his life Steve Carell is really good I love how it deals with everyone's struggles and at the end of the day well stuff it with family and obviously the breakout from the hospital yeah the breakout from the hospital is insane but is so so good <sighs> If you've not watched Little Miss Sunshine, please can you watch Little Miss Sunshine? That is your message. There you go. Ben it was back to the Ages of the Cinema. And uh, it's been trending a lot this film recently, um probably due to all the Mission of Possible things and a few other things that have been going on. Um So I put on Edge of Tomorrow Lived I Repeat. I have no idea why this film has two different names. I've never quite understood it. I always under under E for Edge of Tomorrow because that's what it was called here. Um I think in Canada, America, and Australia it was called Live Die Repeat. That's why it says it all on the box. But I still really enjoy it. Um obviously it is Groundhog Day in um the alien equivalent of World War Z on planet Earth, and Tom Cruise just keeps waking up having to get through the day and die again. So i reset it. Yeah. It's there's a bit where he 'cause it it's like, oh this is happening, that's happening, blah, blah. and he gets to this one point and they get to his farm and you're just like, Oh no and Bruce is like, Oh he at that point had lost the world to live and was like, ah oh, I've had enough of watching these people die. Um his crew, um, G Squad, um that he's with, Oh, no, J Squad, um, they're all just they're all bit part people and other people that have gone on to since make it and just so I go like, yes. Yes, people. Obviously Emily Blunt doing that push-up is amazing. And Noah Taylor just being a tech guy is just like, ah, oh, did he get demoted by Lara? <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. If you've never watched Edge of Tomorrow and you like a good Tom Cruise action film, I'd strongly recommend you watch Edge of Tomorrow because you really, 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 really enjoy it. Yeah. Always hits the spot. Martin well, didn't hit the spot was Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. I was just flicking through Netflix going, I need something, I need to watch a film, I need to do this, I need to do that, da, And I found that. And I have been, I did at school watch Terminator 2. Um. So it's not like I've never watched it, but I haven't watched it in hundreds of years now. Well, decades. Um. And I thought, well, I never watched Terminator 3, so... Because Terminator 3 was the last half-decent one before then we have the Christian Bale meltdown and then the failed reboot and then the other failed reboot. and was like, well, well, we'll watch it. Um, And Arnie was... Arnie stuff blows up. But it just... Claire Danes wasn't strong enough as a female lead friend to be the lead. If it was Claire Danes now, you go, like, oh, my God, Claire Danes is in Terminator. Yes. Um, But the other guy who was the lead, who was the other lead in it, other than Arnie? Who was it? What was his name? What's his name? Nick Stahl. Yeah. I can see why we replaced him with Christian Bale. Definitely. Um he's not very good and we spend so long with it being like oh we're off the grid and we're doing this we're not doing that da, 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 da. all for it to then be like oh it's we set up Skynet and that does this and that does that and the second that they sent them to that random mystery place and I shut down Skynet I was just like well no because this is quite clearly where the resistance starts 100% <laughs> and they get in there and yeah the is interesting and it fights and it does that and the fact that it corrupts the other Terminator and Oh. shiz goes down but it is pretty boring and predictable him coming out of uh, um, burial ground with the uh, um, coffin full of all the guns that's quite cool that's funny to watch him sit there and go like yeah yeah i get that yeah that makes a lot of sense so that is very enjoyable to watch then i was back to doing my a to Zeta film and i was sitting there i was like well I gave people options. I gave them four options for films that began with an F. And I sat there and I was like, well, you could watch this, you could watch that, and you could do da 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 da. So I gave everyone their choice. So I sat there after looking at what everyone chose and I put on Free Guy. I have not seen Free Guy since you heard me talk about it back in 2021 and I saw it two weeks in a row at cinema, and one of them was secret cinema, and my sister lost her shit at that moment. That moment being when he gets out for Captain America shield, and it bounces off, and you will go, "Oh!" what that, and then Chris Hemsworth sits there and goes, oh, what the shit? Because that is iconic. That will live long past the rest of the film, but the rest of the film is still really good. Jodie Comer's performance is really phenomenal Taika being a bit of a bitch is amazing um but it's all about his buddy buddy I love buddy and I love that best friend relationship that they have it is so good and it is so clever and you sit there and you just go yeah this is this is p- proper friendship you know because <laughs> he's properly having like a midlife crisis and stuff's going down it's just like no I need to do this and I need to do that and he's just like no I'm here to do that and yeah, I did spend most of Friday at work humming my Carrie fantasy. Sweet, sweet a baby. All the YouTube bit as well is so cool. And, oh, oh. and I do actually now um, appreciate my NPCs, non-playable characters in games a little bit. I'm less beating up the people that I made a Lego, definitely. <laughs> Less over Sims. Sims can, you know, I've built a swimming pool and I've locked you in there. We're having a death party, definitely. <sighs> then I hardly watched anything up weekend. I had back-to-back events. Um, I went out with my sister and we went to see a candlelight performance um, and tribute to Taylor Swift songs at the Pavilion. And that was beautiful and it was amazing and that was a really nice evening. it was like, yeah, this is this is good. This is really enjoyable. Ah. Oh, and the songs were so good. Well, because the songs are good anyhow, but the songs were so good. It was like, yes. Oh, this is perfect. And then the next night it was a friend's birthday, so I didn't watch the film that night. So um and then this weekend coming up. Um, I'm out and about because it's my cousin's not wedding. That doesn't make sense to any of you, but it's true. Um, so I won't be watching. Well, I might do. I might download a few films to take with me to the hotel, but I won't be watching as many films there as I would be at home. So, so it was time to watch another film from the Eighties of movies. So I watched G, and G. I didn't give anyone a choice. I watched Good Will Hunting, and. I thought I was going to cry and fall apart and be in absolute bits. And I wasn't, actually. I was a little bit like, well, why didn't I? Robin Williams was phenomenal. Um, But you can see how far Matt Damon has come and how far Ben Affleck has not. Um, It was good and it was interesting. It was really clever. And I loved all the conflicting relationships throughout the entire thing and how people trust and therapy works and... It was such an insight, but it was also very much a product of the nineties. Um, I did really like it. It was it touched my heart, and it made me feel for the characters and want them to get through this and know that they were going to be okay. But at the same point, I wasn't like completely heartbroken by them. I was just sad for them and wanted to help them understand. I'm glad I watched it, though. It was really well written. They all, they all deserve their Oscars for it. Um, Matt and Ben obviously winning for the debut screenplay, and then Robin Williams winning for Best Supporting Actor for that film. Good man. I miss you so much, Robin. But I'm so glad I've watched it, and I probably will watch it again quite soon, um, just so that I can be like, ah, oh, so this is this, and that is that. So that was that. That's what I've watched in the last fortnight that long. None at all. I'm impressed. I've done a good job. I've no idea how long the next one's gonna take the next fortnight and also uh, will I get a big review next time. Not this time, but next time actually shorter than the film. That is the question. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've watched in the last fortnight. Hopefully there's some stuff in that you might want to get your teeth into and have a bit of a watch yourself. If not, you know, it's a free country. It's a free wealth. Do what you want. So yeah, hopefully Something there has tickled your fancy and you fancy going to watch it. So a little while ago on this podcast, I went through all the films I watched in 2018. I went through my selection for what I watched and what happened. And you all seem to go like, oh, OK, yeah, that's fine. I've never done a 2019 version or 2020 or 21 or 22. Um, 22 won't happen for a while because guess what? That was last year. So we are going to look at what I watched in 2019. It was obviously 2018 was when I started writing down mini reviews of my book to help me get used to um, more film writing because I knew it was going to step up. Um, but 2019 was the year that things went crazy. 2019 was the year where I missed out on doing the 100 Club by 3 films. I did ninety seven. How close did I get? And I was absolutely certain in 2020 I was going to do a lot. And I just didn't. So we'll run through what was on the watch list first of all, shall we? For 32 film watch list includes Spies in Disguise, Ad Astra, Cats, Greyhound, Lego Movie 2, Charlie's Angels, Jumanji, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Angel Has Fallen, Kingsman, Front Runner, Mary Queen of Scots, Us, Men in Black International, Frozen 2, Dumbo, Detective Pikachu, Toy Story 4, Glass, Happy Death Day to You, Dark Phoenix, Aladdin, Spider Man Far From Home, Rocket Man, Fighting My Family, Captain Marvel, Stan and Ollie, Star Wars Episode 9, Vice the Lion King, Endgame, and Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw was my number one pick that year. Yeah, 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 very interesting. Um, I It's going to be interesting because I'm going to go through this in order that I've done it, but it'll be interesting to see if I've put it anywhere in here that I've hit a golden buzzer. I'm not sure if I did or I didn't, but now I always do. Oh, I think I did. I think I did. We'll find out. Anyhow, so the films that I watched, the 97 films that I watched in 2019, were The Favorite, Aquaman. Welcome to Marwin. Stan and Ollie. Colette. Glass. Beautiful boy. Mary Queen of Scots. Stan and Ollie again. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I'd honestly forgotten I'd watch that. Green Book. Vice. The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Can You Ever Forgive Me? Boy Erased. The Kid Who Would Be King. If Bill Street Could Talk. I forgot I've watched that. That's got Pedro in it. That needs a rewatch. Happy Death Day to you. On the basis of sex, fighting with my family, The Aftermath, Captain Marvel. Ben is back, Captain Marvel. Fisherman's Friends, What Men Want. Us, Dumbo, which had the honour of being on popcorn for one day. I'm so sorry. Shazam, Missing Link, Captain Marvel, Little. Red Joan, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Tolkien, Longshot, Detective Pikachu, The Hustle, John Wick 3 Parabellum, Detective Pikachu again. Aladdin, Rocketman, The Secret Life of Pets 2, X-Men Dark Phoenix, Late Night, Booksmart, Men in Black International, The Death of Stalin, which was a part of beach cinema, Toy Story 4, Brightburn, the boat that rocked, part of Beach Cinema. Spider Man: Far From Home. Yesterday, Spider Man: Far From Home. Jaws. It was its anniversary. It was classic showing. Stuba, Midsummer. The Dead Don't Die. The Lion King. Horrible Histories, the movie. Rotten Romans. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. That was the day that I hit my golden buzzer on the 3rd of August that year. Which, obviously, I will tell you about in a minute. Mary Poppins Returns, courtesy of Peach Cinema. The Current War. I'm in that. I'm CGI'd and I've got a weird hat, but I'm in it. I know I am. Uh, Blinded by the Light. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Good Boys. Angel Has Fallen, The Informer, The Shiny Shrimps, what a film that is, you can't find that anywhere, I've had a hunt, you can't find that, what a movie that is, oh, Oh, I need to see that again, I need to track that down, really do. Anyhow, The Farewell, Ad Astra, Hustlers, The Goldfinch, Joker, Judy, Gemini Man, Sorry, I'm holding this with my phone. I'm flicking the pages as I go. Official Secrets. Farmageddon and Sean the Sheep movie. Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Terminator Dark Fate. Le Mans 66 Ford vs Ferrari. The Aeronauts. The Good Liar. Last Christmas. Frozen 2. Knives Out. Charlie's Angels 2019. Die Hard. I took my sister to see that it's on the big screen. We ate so much popcorn. We almost both died from eating it all. But yeah. Yeah. Ah, Blue Story. Frozen 2. Jumanji The Next Level. Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker. Spies in Disguise. Cats. Little women. Those were the films that I watched in 2019. Yeah, all 97 of them. That's so impressive. I haven't got close since to join in a 100 club that's always the aim every year the aim is always to do the that the aim every year is to watch the watch list of night of 32 um but the aim is always to do the top five um unless there's issues that go on with it so but that is super impressive i did a very good job that year so what made the top 10 i hear you ask because this was at a point when I did do top tens and now I do top twenties. Um, so I always do a top ten, but then I mean, if it goes further, I do a top twenty. Anyhow, at ten was Vice. That did I miss a page? Tingly Gemini Man. Hang on, two seconds. Tonight, dark fate. The Moon. As we Last Christmas. I think I missed a page. Frozen 2, no? No, because I said nice no, out. So I did, my bad. I was just looking at someone and I was like, hang on, I don't recall actually saying that out loud. But, <sighs> anyhow, my top 10 films for the year 2019 were at 10, Vice. Oh, I'm still not sure how Christian Bale didn't win his Oscar for that at all, because it was insane. Nine was Avengers Endgame, which shocked a lot of people. But that was... Like, Hang on. What do you mean? That gave you an emotional breakdown. Was like, not quite as much as the one before, it, but I do still cry at it quite a bit when I watch it now. But that was the case. Eight was Knives Out, which I am hoping when we do, if we haven't got to this point yet, or the A to Z of film... Um and we do K. I might watch Knives Out just so then I can watch Glass on the night afterwards and watch them back to back because that is my plan. Seven was us, which you know is really good. Really, ugh, psychologically scary, but in the best way ever. Um, six was Frozen Two. Um, looking back now, that shouldn't be that high up. It is still a good film. But it's not Frozen, and there are actually better films that came out in 2019 that should have been higher than what that was. So, yeah. Yeah, that shouldn't have been six. So looking back at this, this is interesting looking back, because I have different opinions and stuff. You know, I've sat here and gone like, I don't remember that film at all, and I've then sat here and piled love on for the shiny shrimps. <sighs> I love that film. Indefined film. Um, yeah, so Frozen 2 is at six. Five Was Hobbs and Shaw, which was my number one pick of the year, so that ended up inside the top five, which is always good to know and good to see. And that still holds up, that is still a really good film. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my top five, if I went back and watched all my films again in order in 2019, I think my top five would remain the same, Um, which you're going to find out about in a second for the rest of it. But I'm not sure that the rest of it would. Four was Stan and Ollie. It's, it's properly emotional. It's also filmed here. um, And it's sweet and it's lovely. And, oh, I love it. I have a bit of an emotional breakdown at a certain scene. It's just like, oh, it ruins my life. But in the best way possible. Three is Fighting With My Family. um, About uh, Paige, a wrestler. And her underdog story, and her family, were wrestling, and what's going on there. And Florence is absolutely amazing in it, and she's a standout, and she's so good. And it's as much as they construct the story to make it work for Hollywood. Um, the actual real underdog story is even more like, oh my god. And then just leave it at that point when she wins that t- title. Spoiler, but it is real life. She wins the title. Um, leave it there. The story afterwards is actually quite interesting... ...but is also not one that WWE didn't want you to hear. Number two was Midsummer. Florence is absolutely outstanding. What a performance. How... This is why I think that there should be... You can get an Oscar for your best performance... ...in your one bit of work... ...but maybe there should be an Oscar... Um, ...for your body of work that comes out... ...within the 12-month period. Um, because I'm pretty sure... That with fighting with my family, she was also in um, the Macbeth thing with um, Chris Pine in this year or oh, was that the year before? But it was it would have been within the same Oscar category year. Um, this that fighting with my family and Midsummer all being in that one package for lunch, she would have got a competitive Oscar for her work in all of them because, ah. Oh, bad sitting and getting to a comfort film <laughs> but for two hours, 30 minutes of pure horror it's really good it's really good, it's not everyone's cup of tea but it's really really good my number one my film of the year in Golden Buzzle went for 2019 was Captain Marvel Captain Marvel gets a lot of hate and especially at the moment because everyone's currently moaning about the scrolls again and is already hating on that the Marvels is coming out in November. It's like, oh, it's not this, it's not this. I love Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I love the scrolls. I love the Cree and Jude Law so cool in it. It's just oh. oh it's so good. It's so, so good. And I will if I feel down, I sometimes actually do just go like, you know what, we'll put Captain Marvel on because I just won't be happy. Yeah. We will. But yeah. No, I love Captain Marvel and it was one of the easiest golden buzzers to hand out with. So much so, the second I saw Hobbs and Sean went, that's ah, bloody good, but it's not as good as Captain Marvel. well, went, well, no, I don't think anything's going to be Captain Marvel, so I just picked that as the film of the year. And that's one a golden buzzers meant to be. <sighs> I'm sitting here at the moment for this current year busy going like nowhere near hitting the golden buzzer yet because we've not done the Marvels and we've not done June and after sitting there today and seeing Wonka on a big screen for a trailer before a film that was more entertaining than the film I saw today by the way Wonka on the big screen for the trailer even though I've seen the trailer countless times I'm just like mm. watching the Wonka trailer was much more entertaining than the film I watched today. So, yeah, that is what happened to my film viewing in 2019. Um, there's probably some films in there that you've never heard of or are never going to watch. I seriously will recommend you try and find The Shiny Shrimps. Please. <laughs> it's beautiful. In fact, I might repost a review just so when people can try and find it for me. Yeah, I might do it right now. Then you'll find out when this comes out, because you'll suddenly be like, why is she randomly posting about The Shiny Shrimps today? This is why. This is why. I mean, this might come out this week. It all depends on how long this episode goes on for, because this, in theory, I'm recording this now, this is, should go out on the Dave York episode. I doubt it. But we'll find out. Anyhow, that's 2019. That's what I watched, and hopefully there's some interesting stuff in there that you all go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. Or, oh, yeah, I want to rewatch watch that one. And, yeah, tell me if you agree with my top ten or not. It is time to see what you've all watched in the last fortnight. Let us, as always, unless I say otherwise, start with your home viewing for the last two weeks. Number one for the week up to the 6th of September was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. Two was Elemental. Three was No Hard Feelings. Four was Transformers Rise of the Beast. Five was Across the Spider-Verse. Six was Fast X. Seven was Super Mario Brothers. Eight was The Flash. Nine was The Little Mermaid. And John Wick Chapter 4 was at 10. There was only one other new entry. The Boogeyman was at number 20 this week. In the chart there was no other new entry that week. Um, Basically all the summer films will start leaving the box office. Because guess what? Kids are no longer just constantly streaming them. So then fourth week of 13th of September indiana jones and Riddle of destiny was still number one fast x let back up the chart to number two because i think it actually came out on dvd and just wasn't available to purchase anymore um three was the highest new entry um for meg Two the trench uh which i think is still out in cinemas we'll check back in a second four was elemental five was transformers rise of the beast six was no hard feelings seven was across the Spider Verse. super mario bros was at Eight, why is that not moving? Come on. Don't make me do this because I know what number ten is, I just don't know what number nine is and it's not actually showing on my screen right now. This is why you need a new laptop, people, okay? This is exactly why you need a new laptop. Because things just go, ah, oh, are we gonna work? Are we not? I mean boo. Come on. Thank you. Number nine was Sisu. Sorry, that went off a bit, but it was I was halfway through doing this, so that was the case. Nine was Sisu. Ten was Equalizer Two. Justice for Dave. So that was that. Um this page now is not liking it at all. This is definitely a sign of my laptop news movement. And after checking that to make sure of what was happening in the rest of the chart, there was no other new entry that week, so yeah. So now we move on to your cinema viewing. And we will start with the first and the third, um, which was obviously when it was National Cinema Day. Um, and we, for the first time in six weeks, had a brand new number one. Equalizer three dethroned Barbenheimer. Equalizer three took two point seven million pounds. Barbie was at two and that took one point six. Oppenheimer was at three, taking nine hundred sixty thousand. Sound of Freedom was at four, taking seven hundred sixty thousand. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was at 5, taking 618,000. Elemental was at 6, um, taking 559,000. meg 2 was at 7, taking 534,000. Blue Beetle was at 8, taking 495,000. Haunted Mansion was at 9, taking 394,000. And Cobweb was at 10, taking 325,000 um so that was that there was a lot of re-releases um which were kids films or just films that had been generally knocking about across the summer after barbenheimer um for national cinema day for a chance for you to go and see it if you would missed it so that was very interesting to see but that was the case there um there was also which completely missed me and my sister both went no um fleabag was on in 13 places the original national theater production so that was a bit of a oh, okay then for the weekend of the um, 8th to the 10th of September, there was a big change within the chart. Yeah. The Nun 2 was at number 1, and that took £1.7 million. Jarwon was at 2, and that took £1.3 million. Then it was Equalizer 3 at 3, taking £1.01 01 million. Barbie was at 4, taking 561000 Past Lives was at five, taking 515,000. Oppenheimer was at six, taking 483,000. Now remember, Oppenheimer at this point has been out for eight weeks, okay? And it's at number six. At number seven was another new entry this week. My Big Fat Greek Wedding Three took 411,000 pounds. Awkward. Mm. Sound of Freedom took 253,000 at eight. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles took 171,000 at nine, and Blue Beetle took 166,000 at ten. So it is now showing that Barbie and Oppenheimer are starting to drop down the chart, which is a bit of a shame. You just think, "Oh, okay, I'll bless it." But it was always going to happen. It was going to be a point, and after that point, then that is absolutely phenomenal. And um, Barbie in the UK box office at the moment so far has taken. Ninety-three million pounds. Yep, Oppenheimer. I remember Oppenheimer has never won this race at all anywhere against Barbie in any country in the world, and it's taken fifty-six million pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is so good. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, week eight for your three-hour film, and you're still beating my big fat Greek red in free. Good on you, Op. Good on you, Nolan. Yeah. So, yeah, you been in a bit of a mixed bag in the last fortnight. The Equaliser 3, Indiana Jones. Um, what was the other thing that I said? Uh, the Meg. The Meg appearing everywhere. And Elemental 2. That's what you've been watching in the last fortnight. Um, thank you all for going to National Cinema Day. That was really appreciated. It was very interesting to see that there were so many films that had so much money taken that weekend, which is always good. Always support your cinema, no matter what's going on. Oh, um, there was one film that I really wanted to see, which didn't actually have that much of a big release date anywhere. Um, and on the weekend, that it came out, I think it took. Hang on, where is it? It's just disappeared off my screen. Come back! This is why I need a new laptop. This is exactly why I need a new laptop. Where'd it go? It's a, uh, passing passages um which is a film which has got um ben wishaw in it took um a pounds this week um it came number 16 um it was absolutely gassing but nowhere not even like really posh depot place um near me actually showed that film so i was a little bit gassy but that was the case so yeah anyhow That is what everyone's watched. And, yeah, I hope you all have fun watching it. How is the A to Z of physical media going? Yeah, I can hear you all. A is for Australia. B is for being the disaster movie. C was for crazy, stupid love. D was for the departed. E was for Edge of Tomorrow. Was for free, Guy. And G, which I didn't actually tell you about last time because I've had to move a few things around. Um, so I will actually tell you all my films in a minute, but after G. Um, G is for good will hunting. Yeah. Making a bit of a movement for all of these, which is quite good. Um, the other G options were Get Out, Get Smart, Girl on Train, Gladiator, Gone Girl, The Good Liar, Grand Budapest Hotel, Gravity Grease, Greatest Showman, Great... Gatsby, Green Mile, Green Zone, Grimsby, Groundhog Day. Yeah, those were your options for G. So that is very interesting to see that. So next is H. So the options when we get to H will be The Free Hangover for Movies, Hansel and Gretel, Hercules, High Rise, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Hitman's Bodyguard, The Holiday, Hook, Hostage, Hot Fuzz, Hot Shots Part 1 and Part 2, all four Hunger Games films, Hunt for the world of people and the Hurt Locker, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all the films that begin with H. Um, there's a few less that begin with I. Oh, actually, no, there's more. There's more that begin with I. Yeah, there's more that begin with I than begin with H, which is really interesting. I is I am Legend, Ice Age one and two. I don't know how she does it. The Imitation Game. In Between as 1 and 2, In Her Shoes, The Incredibles 2, Indiana Jones 1 to 4, probably won't be that because I have just done indie. Um, the Informant, Inglorious Bastards, Insomnia, The International, Interstellar, In Time, Isle of Dogs, The Italian Job, and The Greatest Film Ever Made, Inception probably won't be inception either because well yeah i don't know i don't know i also own inception twice too so that will be interesting um i don't think we will get to jay um knowing what's going on um getting to jay might be a bit hard um <laughs> for that point but we'll, we'll find out in a fortnight's time so yeah Australia, Bean, Crazy, Stupid Love, Departed, Edge of Tomorrow, Free Guy, and Goodwill Hunting is how the A to Z of physical media is going so far. And yeah, let me know what you'd like me to watch out of those for H and I. And yeah, we'll keep pressing on and keeping on. Time for this fortnight's big review. It is for Sound of Freedom. I can hear a lot of you going, the hell? What's all this about? Why is she reviewing that? For a few simple reasons. I um, could have easily done Denzel with Equalizer 3, especially after, you know, we've had a Dave York chat recently, so could have easily done that. But no, Um, this was important because I didn't actually know much about it going into it. And I knew it was quite dark and I knew it was quite stale. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Um, for those of you who don't know anything about it, maybe it's best to skip the next minute While I'll give you a brief, brief synopsis because I think it's actually better to not fully know what you're going into. So it is about um, child trafficking um, and possibly child exploitation, including slavery and sex. Um, yeah not a very nice subject to talk about not really something you can recommend to people which is why i'm talking about it um it was made in 2018 and it's quite dark and the way people are treated is just horrible and there's some moments where it's really intense and it's like oh uh!" there's also some really heartwarming moments um it's about a brother and sister that are um believe that they're going to a talent agency and then get um abducted um by the talent agency and sold into slavery and then possibly sex slave, um, and it's about the guy who um fi- who then decides actually I'm gonna work out why we don't save for kids so he starts to then save for the kids, um mainly with this brother and sister. And there's a few moments where it's like, oh, that's sweet. And uh, um, and it does drag on a little bit. One There's one point where something happens and you realise that someone is not there. And you go, ah, darn it. And I thought, well, you know, not all films have a happy ending. But then we had to have a happy ending because I didn't realise this, but this was actually kind of based on two real-life stories about two families and their kids. And... It helps that the actors aren't the best-known actors in the world. Um, it's also half in English and half in Spanish. Uh, so there's subtitles around. You suddenly have to read and go like, Oh, okay, yeah, I get this now. I understand that. Da, da, da. Which is like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get this now. Um, it, the people in it, that traffic, you want to punch because you just thought, oh, why, why would you do that to a child? It's... Oh, why would you do that to anyone and put anyone in slavery at all, let alone a child for exploitation and just be like, oh, oh, it's sickening, it's horrible. And it's just like, no, 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 um, I thought it would be a lot more violence than there was. There was a clever bit halfway through. I was like, actually, yeah, this is good, but was not going to go one way or another? So that was very interesting to see and watch. Um... And, yeah, um, Act 3 does drag on a little bit. And once we get to the fact that we are in Act 3... Because I thought that the end of Act 2 was actually the start of Act 3... And that we were, Act 3 was going to be short. I was like, oh, we've still got another 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay, we're doing this. And <laughs> you knew exactly where it was going once you found something. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, But once Act 3 was done... And it put up a little um, script about the actual guy... Who the film was based on in real life... And what he's done since is like, oh, okay, yeah, he's made a good difference and all of that. And then it came up with uh, credits and it sat there and it went for it all. And then bottom corner, it said, we have a special message for you. And it counted down the time. So I was like, I can wait for that. Let's see whatever this special message is. And at the end of Sound of Freedom, um, the guy that played the lead... Um, sat there and he went thank you all for watching our film um we made the film in 2018 and no one wanted to show it and then we did find someone that was willing to distribute it and then lockdown happened and lockdown happened and lockdown happened and then a load of other stuff happened and we're really sorry that it's taken five years since we made the film for this to appear on your screens um but very he said a very important thing which was it wasn't just cinema, this happens every day, and in fact, there are more people now in slavery being sold across the world than there were when slavery was technically legal, which is horrendous. It's like, oh, oh, not good, not good at all. Um, but they haven't got an advertising budget, all of their money went on to making a film and to get it to cinemas to watch. And to get it to the four film festivals that they could show it in. And they know that times are hard. So they've put up a website. And I can't remember. I've spent the last half an hour trying to find it. Let me just have a quick look while I'm on it. Um, yeah, so you you can give away tickets for it. Let me just see if it will find it. Because my, my laptop's been ridiculously... Slow and weird, but no, you um you can gift someone the ticket so that then the um there it is found it finally, <laughs> um dot angel dot com I oh it does work for Brighton. That's good, so they you can pay forwards. You can so if someone wanted to go and see Sound of Freedom, and they couldn't afford it, I could buy them their ticket in advance. Um, and the money from that go all the profits from this website, where if you buy it directly through this website, goes directly to trying to help children in slave conditions and give them a better life and get them out of slavery, which is a really good thing to do. But yeah, if you go to angel dot com. Um, it's on there, and it's like, oh, okay, so that is a really good thing that happens because then other people know about it, you'll get the word out, more people will see it, more people go, We shouldn't have slavery in 2023 because it's just so wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure why it didn't work earlier because I spent a good half an hour busy typing this out of freedom, and then I just refreshed it, and it just went, Oh, you mean this? Weird. Oh, well. Anyhow. Yeah, Sound of Freedom is not from Faint-Hearted. It is pretty grim at points. Um, but if you're an adult, you can just about cope with it. You will have your heart broken several times. You will sit there and go like, Oh no! Oh! And be like, I don't want to watch that. But it's happening it's still in 2023. And that's horrendous. Um, yeah, it is a hard film to recommend to people. Because how do you recommend child slavery and exploits? You don't really, do you? But... If you have the capability, I would recommend you go and see it. Um, it isn't going to be for all of you, I know that, but for those of you, it will be. You'll sit there, you'll be, you'll have your eyes opened, and you will, you'll feel really bad at the end of it. And be like, whoa, I watched that. Oh God, yeah. That is the, this Fortnite's big review. It's for Sound of Freedom yeah um it is still available in cinemas um it is worth a watch, but it is a very very hard watch. that is your warning That is that for this fortnight's episode. Thank you all so much for listening as always it's really appreciated that. You bother to give up some of your time to listen to me ramble on about films. And this has probably been a bit of a hodgepodge episode, but when aren't they? The next episode will be the 4th of October. Now, I'm recording this outro quite a long way in advance because I've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend before we actually get to Wednesday. So, that for me is like, whoa, that is a long way away. Um, and you all know what the big review is going to be about Fortnite. So, yeah. Until then, you know where to find me. It's popcornfor1.co.uk for the actual blog and it's in its entirety. And it's popcorn underscore four underscore one on Twitter, threads, Instagram and Letterboxd. But until the 4th of October, besties, look after yourselves, be good to one another, and the rest will take care of itself. And I will see you and speak to you then. Take care. Bye.